Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LBJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, everybody, and once again, welcome to the Women of Golf. I'm Ted Rodrigo, and right alongside is none other than LPJ professional and Legends Tour player, Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts here with you this morning. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are we? I am doing well. It's uh, a little overcast today, a little cooler, um, definitely some fall weather. What's, uh, what's happening up in Buffalo? Uh, it's raining and yucky, but... Yeah. Friday is supposed to be 74 <laughs> degrees, which is like really. wow. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah, that's unusual for this time of year up there. But um, all right, we will uh, we will endeavor to to um, work through our our, uh, our drizzly day, if you will. But um, we're glad everybody joined us this morning. Uh, quick uh, couple of notes: we're going to be joined very uh, soon here by a young lady uh, off the Symmetra Tour, and then a little bit later on. Uh, Michelle Malia uh, is going to be joining us. She's a, a Class A LPGA teacher professional and the head women's golf coach at Monmouth uh, University. Uh, but first, let me remind every women of golf is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Uh, iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing top quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, offering insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top PGA and LPGA teacher professionals, all designed to help improve your game from tee to green. So subscribe today. Go to golftipsmag.com. And just a quick side note, um, if you uh, check under the subscription button, uh, you can also now get golf tips, if you so choose, as purely a digital option only. Uh, so you can get to the prints, you can get a print and digital, or you can just get the digital option. So check it out. It's, uh, it's new. And uh, for those that you prefer the digital option, it's now available. Just go to golftipsmag.com. All right, our first guest this morning is a Symmetra Tour player, Karen Chung, and she's uh, born in, uh, sorry, born April 11th, 1995, and is a native, uh, it says here, of Livingston, New Jersey, uh, but I believe she's in around the Orlando area now is where she's calling home. We'll ask her about that. Uh, she was the uh, member of the victorious team uh, USA at the 2012 Junior Ryder Cup, and she was also a two-time member of Team USA for the Junior Solheim Cup in uh, 2011-13. She's also competed in the 2016 Anna Inspiration as a tournament uh, sponsor exemption and also the 2016 Women's Golf Coaches Association. Uh, She received an honorable mention, All-American. And uh, she is on the Symmetra Tour now, and uh, she actually has made, back in 2019, made 10 cuts across her 11 starts. And this year, she's kind of taking it a little easy, given what's been going on. We'll ask her about that and more. So please, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest this morning, Karen Chung. Good morning. Hello. How are you guys today? We're doing great. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. Where are you? I am in Orlando right now. (laughs) And how is the weather? It is still sticky and humid, but it is cooling down, so I'm happy. (laughs) That's good, because it can get really sticky and humid in Orlando. Oh, God, it's been raining so much here. I was telling everybody that Florida is going to become an island here soon. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So, So you played last week, and you played well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, we were talking while we were off air about you wanting to take a break. Did you take a break because you wanted to take a break, you needed to take a break, or you had to take a break? You know what? It's 
I think it was all the above. Um, I had a pretty crazy schedule last season, and I just kind of hit a mental rut. And when this whole COVID took off, I played one tournament in March, and it honestly did not go well, go too well. So I was like, you know what? This is my only chance. I'm just going to take a break and live as a normal human being for once and just kind of learn more about myself, you know? <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. So let me ask you, because um, I was doing the treadmill earlier this morning and talking to our son who played at uh, Augusta State in college and won a tournament and beat Webb Simpson, and now he's a plus three and he's an amateur. And we were talking about improving, and we Mm -hmm. teach a lot of kids in ruts, and, and he said... And, and this is going to sound bad, but of all the people we've taught in the last 35 years, he is by far the best player. And he said, oh. you know, people would say, um, well, it's because both of your parents played on tour. And he's like, nah, I got a brother and sister that are terrible. So <laughs> what, what do you need to have inside you that makes you want to continue getting blisters, bleeding, having a hard time believing, and never, ever giving up to get better. What is it that you have to have? Oh, wow. Um, I think for me, in my personal journey, it was just finally just realizing that I was feeling really crappy and just kind of coming to terms that, you know what, it's fine to feel bad sometimes. And it's like a stepping stone, I guess, to kind of like look back on why you're feeling bad and like just to have that time to kind of reflect on everything. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. I I feel like um, you just have to say, why am I doing this? And what do I want? And when I used to come home after missing the cut, you know, oh, what's the matter? Why are you playing so bad? You know, I you should do this, you should do that. And I'm like, nobody asked you, right? And, right. and one time I even said to my mother, I said, I don't want to hear it this week. It's be nice to Cindy week. And um, <laughs> Exactly. Right? It's like, just shut yeah. up. Because everything you do, the whole world can see because you're bad mistakes or your mistakes that you make are are publicized, right? And, you know, for me, it was in the paper because there was no internet then. But, but again, you have to stop and reflect and say, why do I really want to do this? And what do I want out of it? And I think once you come to terms with that, everything changes. Don't you think? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what helped me to get through everything I went through (laughs) these past couple of months. Cool. All right. I'll leave you alone now. Ted, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. I got listen. I got to tell you, I think that question was tougher than the SATs. Um, that's a tough question, you know. I think for for, for everybody. Yeah, but you did it. You did a beautiful job, Karen, in in, uh, in responding. So kudos to you. Um, thank you. Thank but you. no, seriously, you know, it, it is tough when you think about it because you you really have to. And I know, Cindy, we've we've mentioned or I've mentioned this many times on the show, but we've talked about this. You know. Um, we've had a lot of these young ladies coming up off the Symmetra tour who really struggled, you know, very early on and, you know, didn't have a win and, you know, got close a few times and this, that, and the other. And then finally one day they just really had to kind of do a little bit of a sort of deep soul searching and just say, you know what? Um, I just need to go out there and have fun and just enjoy myself and just, be so grateful that I've, I, I have this opportunity. This is my career choice. I mean, how many people get to go and play golf every day? You know, that sort of thing. And lo and behold, suddenly the wins started happening. Um, and, you know, so, so Karen, I think for, for you, do you kind of ag- agree with that a little bit that sometimes, especially early on, like last year, um, you know, you, you made quite a few cuts and that you finished – uh, your best finish was fourth at the uh, inaugural Sky Golf Championship. So you certainly had a you know a pretty decent season, maybe not to your liking, but it was pretty decent. But do you feel sometimes that, especially when you first come out on tour, 
you put so much pressure. Everything's got to be perfect. The swing's got to look perfect. You know, I, I got to make the, the, the right decision every single time that you, you just overwhelm yourself. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with what you just said. I, um, my rookie year was actually 2017 and I was actually on the LPGA tour and you know, like I've got to play most of the tournaments that year, but I did not do too well. And then I came back to Symmetra, got my card again last year and was conditional and was playing both tours, but lost my card again. And you know, like you're human, you're going to look back, you're going to start bashing yourself. And when you start bashing yourself, you're comparing yourself to others and, that's kind of how I got into the rut. And I think to be quite honest, this is going to sound really weird. I think that's the best thing that's happened to me because it finally made me realize like, you know what, like you need to take a chill pill and just kind of accept like your journey, you know, like everybody has different paths. Everybody has like a different way to get there. And you just have to realize at the end of the day, like if you're just working towards your goal and, you're happy with how you're approaching everything, like, you'll get there. <laughs> Just don't know when, but you'll get there. <laughs> you know You know what else? Yeah. I think that's great, but I, I think one of the guests that we had had a perspective of, this is for the long haul. So mm-hmm. if you're, and, and look how good, look at all the accomplishments that you've achieved. I mean, if you read your little bio, it's like, this girl's a rock star, right? And the experiences <laughs> yeah. that you've had, well, but it's true. And if you look back and you look at the experiences that you've had, you know, I, I, getting an exemption into the dinosaur or whatever it was called, ANA, um, all that stuff, that's a big deal. And so it's all part of the journey, which will teach you the lessons. So it's not failing, it's learning. And I think, right. you know, like I remember watching Aria Jutanagarn, and I, I remember watching her choke, right? Screw mm-hmm. up, not win, whatever you want to call it. And then she learned the lesson, and then look out, she was number one in the world. So, so all those things are teaching you the lessons that playing golf, you know, needless to say, we all know what mirrors life. But what are some of the lessons that you've learned in the past three years? You know, I used to consider myself super impatient and I usually just like kind of let go of everything if it doesn't work out in the first try. But here I am still golfing and I finally realized like, you know what, like I'm way more persistent and patient and way more hardworking than I put credit to myself. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. And, And again, that's what the game requires. And again, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I just I keep talking about Jamie talking on the phone with him today. He goes, you know, he so he started as a, a financial advisor, right? And he said, well, I could get a job in the bank because he's got a finance degree. So what do you do when you quit trying to play on tour, right? And right. I said, uh, you know what? I got news for you. You've never been in a cubicle, and if somebody's going to tell you you have to sit in that cubicle for eight or nine hours a day, you're going to want to shoot somebody. So I would go try to be a financial advisor because you're your own boss. You can go play Pine Valley and get on the private jet and go to Shinnecock, which is what he did last month, right? And and the opportunities that you're going to have. Well, of all the people that were in his first class, in his financial whatever he had to go to, I'm not going to mention any words or names of companies, he's the only one left. And he said, you want to know why? Because golf teaches you that if it's to be, it's up to me. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And being a financial advisor. So I would keep doing what you're doing if there's a way for you to financially do it because the freedom that you've grown to probably enjoy and love, right? Right. (laughs) It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's, you know, Cindy, that's so true. You know, I think think what it is – you know, going back, Karen, to what you were saying, um, you know, many of the other players that we've had on said the very same words that you did almost verbatim. 
Um, you know, they just they they just really got to understand themselves a little bit better. And Cindy's exactly right. You know, it's a learning curve at this point. I think one of the biggest mistakes that many players make is, especially if they've had a successful collegiate career and they're thinking, oh, yeah, and they're kind of riding high because they were all American and yada, 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 and they get out there, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, um, some of these other girls are, are pretty darn terrific. And it's it's a bit of a culture shock, and also they're not used to it. You know, before they had their coach and their teammates, uh, you know, and they're mm-hmm. out there kind of working together. Now all of a sudden, it's just you, and right. uh, you know, against the world. And you know, you get out there and you're grinding it, you're practicing hard, and you think I just don't get it. You know, I'm out here working just as hard or harder than some other one, and, and it's just not happening. And I think what it is is you just put ultimately too much pressure on yourself. But it is all about you. I mean, you can create your own path to success. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, those wins will come as time goes on. And and you will become smarter and smarter every season. You know, your first season out was probably a bit of a a shock to you because you're thinking, wow, there's just so much going on. I don't know where to go. I've never played this course before. (laughs) You know, all these different things, right? And, Mm -hmm. uh, And you're playing up against people that maybe have been there a couple of times before and they know the course and you know and you're by yourself you're traveling by yourself and and for the most part um so let me go back to this past weekend of course was the mission hill resort uh and club championship and uh, you tied fifth which is is uh certainly nothing to sneeze at what do you think was during your rounds what was your strongest and what was your weakest part of your game oh um Let's see. I think my strongest was just staying in it all weekend. Um, you know, like I actually haven't been playing too much tournament golf until these past couple of weeks. So I am still kind of like in it, out of it, in it, out of it. So there are times where mm-hmm. I just kind of zone out on the golf course and I'll do something crazy. <laughs> and then I'll bounce back into reality and then fix it up real quick. But um, I think – this week, especially, the golf course was playing super tough. It was a new venue um, on the Symmetra Tour, and um, scores were pretty high all week, but I was pretty proud of myself for just kind of hanging in there and just I kept reminding myself, you know what, like, pars are going to get you to places this week, so just keep parring out, and if you make some birdies, kudos to you. (laughs) Let me ask you, specifically I've actually the second part of my question is really what I want to ask you, but I'm going to lead with this part. Um, as far as your ball striking, you know, off the tee and, and, you know, hitting greens and regulation was that pretty solid this week. Do you think overall, I mean, I'm sure you hit some bad shots like we all do, but for the most part you were hitting it pretty solid. Yeah. For the most part I was hitting it pretty solid. I mean, on average, I think I was hitting like, 14 to 16 greens around this whole week. So my second shots going into the green are pretty good. My driver was a little shaky. It was a little 50-50, but my second shots and um, my putting helped me out a lot this week. So having said that, and I, I, I anticipate it, and the reason why I'm asking you this question now is because of something that you said that you kind of zoned out here and there. Would you say then what hurt you this week, this past week, was being able to stay focused? Yeah, I mean, my continual focus, I guess, kind of broke apart here and there just because my body kind of forgot about how hard tournament golf actually was. (laughs) And my body is still in shock, even though it's been like three weeks since I started. So that was a little struggle, but it's getting back to where it should be. (laughs) So having said that, I'm going to ask Cindy to step back in because I think this is something that she can probably really help you with, Cindy. It sounds to me that there's, it's not her physical abilities that are holding her back right now, and obviously having a, an extended period of time off, but it's her, her mental focus, being able to stay zoned in, if you will, as opposed to zoning out here and there. What would you, Cindy, offer her as some advice? I don't think she needs advice. I think she gets it. I think she understands herself. I think she needed to take this break, and I and again, basically, you don't lose your status, right? So put yourself in her shoes for a minute. Am I right, Karen? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, you're not going to lose your status. It's okay. It's like, I just want to see if I really want to play. And it's like, I'm just getting back on the horse. It's like, I was on the treadmill this morning. I'm like, whoa, I haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> uh, you know, and so, again, it's it's just getting back into shape. I, I think she gets it. Uh, right. I believe that, Karen, answer this. Where do you go on vacation mentally when you're playing, like in between shots? What do you think about? Just back home on my couch. <laughs> Anywhere but the golf course. <laughs> Right, right. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, you have to take mental vacations between shots. You can't. So I would grind for eighteen holes, and it's like, oh my god, am I done yet? Right? You can't do that. You got to go on vacation. So, I think she's fine. What would you tell someone who is really, uh, like in high school, who wants to play college golf and maybe try to play on tour? who is in a slump, give us some advice to some young man or some little girl who wants to play. Who wants to play? Um, And they're in a slump. You know, I would probably say, um, this sounds super cliche and all, but it is true. Everybody do. Like, everybody goes through slumps, even the best. Um, And like you said earlier, Cindy, it's every day is a learning process. And I know when you're in high school, that's a hard concept to kind of grab, but you just have to keep at it, you know? And sometimes if you're happy, if you're not happy and you're like, you know what? Like, I really don't want to do this right now. It does not make me happy. Take a break. It's fine. Like golf will always be there. And I believe if you really want to pick it up and you want to take off with it, you have to jump in when you're ready, like when you're mentally ready, when you're physically ready. And sometimes it's okay to kind of just take take your hands off golf. And if you feel like you're in a slump, like just let it go for a bit. And then when you kind of forget about it, just come back, step back in. Because when you're in high school, you have all the time in the world. <laughs> got it. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it, got it. Ted? All right. So, Karen, moving forward, um, because I know there's just a little bit of golf left for the season. Um, You mentioned off air earlier you're you're back in Orlando right now just kind of taking it easy. When's your next event, and and are you going to do anything um, special to prepare for it? Um, No, you know, to be honest, our last – Two events, it's kind of crazy, our schedule. We kind of go back-to-back, and we're up in North Carolina. Our first event's in Pinehurst, which starts um, on Monday. Um, And this week, I'm just going to be in Orlando. Nothing really special. I'm just going to stick with my routine. I'm taking today off. I took yesterday off. I'll probably take tomorrow off and then just practice Thursday, Friday, drive up Saturday, and then see what the week has for me. Awesome. I think that, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you have to do that. I think, uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier, I think you just have to um, give yourself a break and not get so overly focused on everything. And, uh, you know, Cindy pointed out uh, a moment ago, you know, in between shots, one of the, one of the mistakes, you know, I think a lot of golfers make is they're just constantly in the zone for the whole 18 holes. They don't give themselves a mental break and by the end of the round, they're exhausted. And then you string a few rounds together, um, you're you're almost dead by the end of it. So I think it's good that you're giving yourself a break. And you know your limitations. That's the thing, too, is nobody else knows your limitations but you. So I think, you know, if you feel you need some rest and you need to, you know, you know kind of get to things uh, a little bit later on, um, you know your body, you know your, your mental capacity and what you can handle. So I think that... Um, you know, you'll push yourself when you need to push yourself and you'll back off when you need to back off. And I think you'll write your own ticket to success by doing that. Um, well, Karen, we want to thank you for um, for joining us this morning and best of luck the rest of the season and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much. You know, I actually, I think I talked to you guys last year too. So thank you so much for inviting me so. back. <laughs> 
I think yeah, so. Yeah, you I'm, did after you I, won the Donald Ross, right? Uh, yeah, I got second there, but yeah, it was after that week. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I got thinking about it after, and I said, I think Karen's been on with us before, so exactly. That just shows we're getting old. Um, all right, well, listen, Karen, <laughs> thank you very much, and good luck. To, well, I can speak for myself. Um, good luck the rest of the, the season, and uh, come back and, and see us real soon. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah, you too. All right, you good too. luck, Bye-bye. honey. Have fun. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. That was Karen Chung from the Smetra slash LPGA Tour. Um, she's got a really great attitude. You know, she's got a great upbeat personality, and I think that she's, you know, she's going to enjoy this ride. You know what I mean? I, I think you're right. I think that she just she knows what she's doing, and and um, she's going to carve out her own destiny, as it were. Um, and well, if it means do I'm going to take. You got to do for you. You know, right, right, exactly, yeah. and and um, yeah, it it was interesting. And the reason why I asked her that question, you know, Cindy, was it just it it sounded to me like she was losing a little bit of focus out there, and and sometimes I think that can happen. We get, you know, we kind of get too, you know, laser focused on things, and then sometimes when things aren't going your way, you kind of drift off, and and. Um, you know, I think it's it's it can be you know it's got to be difficult for a lot of people out there that play tournament golf to stay focused, um, you know, for three or four rounds depending on you know what your what event you're playing in, and um, it, it's uh, there's going to be times when you're going to be on 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 the ball, and there's going to be other times where you're just like you know get me to the parking lot, I got to go. It just I can't you know I can't deal with this anymore. So. Um, <laughs> Right, right. Well, you, well, Cindy, you know you felt that way, and you've said that yourself. You know, there was times when just things were not going well, and it wasn't just because you weren't playing well, but just mentally, you, you just, you know, true or false, there were times when mentally you just were not there. You wanted to be right. in the tournament, you wanted to play in the tournament, but mentally you just, for whatever reason, I always term it as your heart isn't in it at that particular moment. And when your heart's not in it, and you're not really kind of enthusiastic or psyched up to play. It's just, oh, it's just another event, and yada, yada, yada. I've played, you know, six events in a row. I'm tired, and I just need a break. Um, it, it's pretty hard to compete, right? Right, which is what she knew. And, again, part of that, I would call it maybe burnout, and that yeah. you need to you need to have a break. And when you do, it's just, oh, now I'm ready, Right. So mm-hmm. I totally agree. That's what you have to do. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right. I see Michelle is ready. So let's, uh, we'll bring her on. A uh, very special guest on the second half is uh, Michelle Malaya. Uh, she's a uh, LPGA Class A uh, golf professional, and she brings over 20 years of teaching and coaching experience. In 28, uh, she uh, was named LPGA's National Coach of the Year for her efforts as head coach at uh, uh, golf coach, excuse me, at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University, and she's now uh, at uh, Monmouth uh, as the uh, women's uh, golf coach there. And uh, she's got uh, a pretty uh, impressive resume, but uh, let's hear it direct from her. Um, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest, Michelle Malaya. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are, how are you? We're doing great. How are you? Doing okay. I'm sitting here at the beach. It can't be any worse than that, right? That's 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 pretty good. And thanks for having me on. The beach. Um, the- yeah, uh, I am. I live. Uh, you know, one of the one of the perks of coaching at Monmouth University is we're um, about a half a mile from the ocean. So uh, come on. We're, no, we're, we uh, yeah. we have a little bit of a gem here. Um, in uh, in the United States, we're half a mile from the ocean, about 45 minutes from New York City, about an hour outside of Pennsylvania. Um, so I get get the opportunity to uh, to live about two blocks from the ocean, and uh, not too not too not too shabby. Are you guys D1, mm. D2, D3? We're D1. Awesome. We're D1. Yeah, we're D1. We're we are in the MAC uh, conference. Uh, so, you know, smaller uh, private uh, universities are in our conference, such as like Quinnipiac, Fairfield, uh, University of Albany, 
just to name a couple. And, yeah, so Northeast, uh, you know, golf, obviously a little bit of a different kind of feel here, um, certainly, but um, these are programs that are really getting stronger every year. Um, and it's been uh, – this is my third season at Mammoth, and it's been really a, an absolute pleasure – you know, rebuilding, and I hate the word rebuilding. I feel like it's just we're in an evolution, right, of getting a program better and better and better. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting times. Just, you know, even 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 working through COVID and some of the uh, challenges that we've had uh, with that, uh, but really, uh, really outstanding university and, uh, and location. Um, with a pretty young team uh, with four sophomores this year, um, and uh, they're, uh, they're talented and excited. We're really hoping we can build uh, something special here at the shore and become a conference contender every year. Are you guys playing this fall or no? We are not playing this fall. So um, just kind of to kind of give you a little backtrack background here, we were actually on our way um, on our spring break trip to Woodford College um, back last March when we got literally pulled off the road. So um, wow. that was the last <laughs> time we actually were together. Mm. Yeah, we, we had um, – it was the week that all the basketball conference championships were canceled. So uh, we had played um, – beginning of February, we had played uh, at Kiowa's uh, – Charleston College's event down in Kiowa, which is awesome. Um they have like 53 teams that come down for that event. Really, really tremendous. And we got back, and um, we're getting ready to go to spring break. We're going to play in Woodford College's event and then spend the week in Hilton Head as a training trip. And um, so at that, that particular week, you know, schools were starting to either um, start spring break early, um, close early uh, because of the virus. Uh, but college athletics, as far as we were concerned, and, and other than the Ivy League, and go figure, it was the Ivy League and the Patriot League that made the, the first call, the smarter conferences, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we kept going. <laughs> so, um, and uh, Wednesday night, you know, uh, I talked to my sports supervisor and our athletic director, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're continuing the MAC conference basketball championship. You know, the Big East is still playing. You know, the presidents of, the, of our conference think we can continue to go. So, you know, we give you a green light. So, you know, typical, you know, golf coach, you get a van at 6.30 in the morning with our players and start our drive down to North Carolina. And, uh, and it was, like, super surreal because, obviously, with social media, you know, that we were getting, you know, all these different news stories, you know, about what was happening with the Big East championship, that they got pulled, basketball got pulled off the – the court and all these things as we're, as we're driving. And um, so we get a call about 11 o'clock in the morning when I was in Virginia. Um, and basically like, where are you guys? <laughs> what exactly is your plan? Um, they called us right back. You know, this was from Mama's called me and uh, they basically said, Hey, you know, um, you can play in your tournament this weekend, but you have to turn around and come back by Monday morning. So, I got the kids together, players together, and they, you know, at that point, you know, we really felt like we were probably one of the last teams that we were even going to have an opportunity to compete, right? So we, um, so we kept going. So we got back in the van, and we get into North, Car- uh, yeah, North Carolina about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and my phone rings, and now it's uh, Mar- Dr. Marilyn McNeil, our athletic director. I had, a, you know, a, a pretty bad feeling that um, we were going to get the news that, think I was anticipating the entire day right by that point so um yeah so she, she just basically said you know you guys we're we're pulling you off the road we're competitions canceled so now I'm thinking in my mind how do I go back until nine ask student athletes that uh you know we just drove uh nine hours and we have to turn around and come back and potentially that our season was done and at that point we didn't know that right so it was really one of those, like, surreal coaching moments, uh, for sure. And, you know, like, most of our most of our players, this is, you know, like, Cindy, you know, like, this is their 
as you know, senior year. they spent their whole lives getting ready for for this, right? For get, getting ready for Division One golf or getting ready for college golf. Many of them are not going to move on and and play, you know, maybe not play competitively, and certainly most of them are not going to play professionally, you know. So um, it was a uh, it was a very 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 heavy hearted. Um, so mm. we uh, we we certainly. Um, as a university and I think as a program, I know we had grown a lot from it. So we, uh, we've really been in this emotional roller coaster since that, that day because it, it's either we're going to compete one day and then the next day we're not. So, um, so right now we are in practice only, um, which has been, which has been a change and, and I'm trying to use it, utilize it more as a team bonding, uh, experience because we never really have a, like even a training camp or anything right we come back to school we start competing right away in the fall um to try to utilize the time the best we possibly can so when we if and when and i think it's when we compete in the spring at least that's what i'm going with as the head head-hearted golf coach um and not in the ivy league or the patriot league we made a good call early um i'm hoping that we're going to be we're going to be really good to get off you know running fast and have a great spring, but it's been, how many? Uh, it's been, go ahead. How many um, seniors came back for a fifth year? Uh, one, one. Got it. And one, and um, we do have the opportunity, which is kind of unique. All of the all of the players will have a chance to use a a fifth year. So we were young last year, so I had four freshmen. My number one and number two players last year were freshmen. So um, they, um, they, they most likely will stay for a fifth year for us. So um, that's the one the, for, for, the, for our program that's really one kind of shining light that um, they'll be able to start a master's program. One is a nursing student from Long Island. She's fantastic. Um, and, and maybe maybe also give her a little padding with her academics as well. Got it. Are you um, are you looking for freshmen next year? Yes, and those yes, and, um, and those are the those are those are the um, I, I have to be. I mean, I feel um, hard for you know. I feel bad for our kids in a way. Obviously, what happened last year and what their experience was like. Um, but I really feel for not just in our sport, but all the sports, any of the um, seniors that are are mm-hmm. being recruited right now, because we have been in a dead period since May. So we have not been able to recruit in person this entire time. Really? Yep. So. What do you, what are you looking for in freshmen for next year? Um, I'm looking for one more freshman for next year. I have I have two that um that are going are going to commit. Um, uh, someone who's um here we go straight A student uh point plus one handicap. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh hard worker, somebody who's probably about a one or two handicap right now, um, wants to be part of a program that is going to, uh, to probably stress them a lot personally as well. You know, we're, it's a, we're, we got a group of kids that, um, they're highly competitive and, um, and really, really have bought into the idea that we can be, you know, um, an NCAA regional team. Um, so yeah. And I'm always looking, so looking awesome. for quality prospects. Yeah, for sure. Ted? So, Michelle, let me ask you, um, and, you know, obviously it was very difficult to have to, you know, give the news, as you said, to, to your players, especially after traveling so far, and I hope you were – um, standing behind some protective glass at the time because I'm sure they were probably very, very, <laughs> yeah. uh, very upset, um, to say the least. But uh, um, so I want to I want to 
if I can stay away from this season because I know it's 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 very difficult. It's kind of a hodgepodge. Everybody everybody's kind of. Um, but typically, what are some of the things that you would normally do under under normal circumstances to get your team ready? Number one, and when it comes to matching uh, players in a tournament, um, and I don't want to necessarily give away your strategy, if you will, but typically, are you looking to com- out and lead with your stronger players to, to really get a good start, or do you kind of hold them back and have them more as an anchor uh, in when you're playing against uh, your your competition? What do you do to get them uh, ready yes. to get things started, and how do you? Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yes, yeah, great question. So you know, typically speaking, um, uh, the, obviously this year is a completely different year, uh, certainly, but um, so our you know our kind of our framework as a, as a program and for myself as a coach is, is pretty holistic. So, um, you know, we, we, we run, um, typical team practices. Um, and, and really my, my goal is to try to develop them, um, uh, as people, um, as obviously as players, but more so from a, a mental, a mental psychological perspective. So I kind of heard the end of the of the first conversation that you had, um, you know, in regards to being in the zone and how how do you deal with how do you deal with uh, competing over multiple days? Um, so we right. we actually spend a lot of time on those keys. So one of the things that I've noticed as a college coach and, and as a, as a teaching professional and worked with a lot of juniors. That the one the one thing coming into college and many of them are not um, haven't haven't really had an opportunity to develop is is those pieces. There seems to be a very mm-hmm. high level of focus on technique and um, probably too much in some cases. You know, everybody has a swing coach. You know, uh, a swing coach, a nutrition coach, and and <laughs> and probably a sports psychologist. They come with a team when they come to college, but um, but mostly it's it's mostly on the swing stuff, right? Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think it's been probably um, to the detriment, right, for a lot of players because, you know, I call it Golf Academy Live, you know, uh, where, by, you know, initially when I started coaching, even at Fairleigh Dickinson University, this is, you know, going back a few years, but um, when I took that program over, you know, um, and it was kind of mid-season, and I was coaching the men and women's teams at the time then. Um, and I started actually with the men's program first. But, you know, we would go out to warm up, and warm up was like I felt like I was, you know, watching the golf channel, right? Like positions and, you know, uh, all these you know, all these things and more technique-driven stuff. We, we actually spend less time on that um, and more time on learning how to compete. Um, so many of our practices are, um, unless they're qualifying to, to play in an event, meaning we, we use a qualifying system to pick our starting lineup. But unless we're qualifying, the, the, the majority of our practices are like competitive practices. So putting them in positions that are similar to what it's like to compete. We work a lot mm-hmm. also on um, managing several different pieces because in my mind we have to manage you know obviously there is a technical piece we're managing right but the second piece we need to manage is you know the aftershock reaction and then how do we manage the in-between and you had said at the end of that first call about like you could be it's impossible for someone to be in a zone for four hours that's right i don't know who can do that and and survive and not be dead and not have to have time off right so um so those are the those are the things that we do a lot of focus on, probably more so, definitely more so than tech, technique. And then part of it is, you know, um, getting you know getting college student student athletes to have a balanced kind of set, you know, set up as far as structure and being able to balance academics, also be a student and be a kid, you know, so they have an opportunity to have a social life and, um, but also be you know, rested enough and prepared enough for each event that we play in. So um, it is a I, – I, uh, I absolutely love my job for a number of reasons, but I think the biggest thing is that as a coach, 
I get to I get to do all those pieces, not just not just mechanics. Um, so it's really great to watch them develop and grow as a team. Um, as as far as a roster is concerned, what we take so we we typically play in invitationals, so um, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, we usually play five events in the fall and five events in the spring. Um, and so what we typically do is, um, you know, we, we do a qualifying system, um, and uh, everyone really does have an opportunity to, to, to compete and to qualify for events. Um, in women's golf, especially in the Northeast, our big key group of people are our third, fourth, and fifth golfers. You know, those are you know all the those tend to be our anchor people, even if they're not our our strongest player from a from a from a scoring perspective, but they need to be. Right. So, because um, that's how you win a conference championship. You know, there's the majority of our our schools out here are number one, number two, number three players are going to shoot mid mid seventies and maybe lower, and then it's really going to be that fourth and fifth spot. Um, we we compete with five players and the top four scores count. So um, so really for for us it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know the whole year mm-hmm. is about preparing them for the bigger events um, and and really developing them the players to be especially those our last you know our our last on the lineup kids um, to you know really develop as players and hopefully peak at the right time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we do. Let me ask you, uh, real quick, Michelle, and then I'll pass it back over to Cindy. Um, you know, each year, you know, you're going to, as you said, uh, the entourage comes in with, with the student and, uh, whether swing coach and, and so on and so forth. And I'm sure you've had your fair share of a, a very, um, dominant or type A personality shows up. And that can be a good thing in some cases and others and not so good. What do you do to keep them in check to make sure that, you know, you obviously want to uh, um, sort of take advantage a little bit of it? Because when you've got somebody that's got a very strong personality and is a a go-getter and can be a a good leader perhaps in some cases, but in other ways, um, sometimes they can be detrimental to the team. How do you keep them in check and and keep them on, on planet Earth, so to speak? And not getting a little ahead yeah, of himself, if you understand what I mean. I, I no, no, I definitely do. You know, like this concept that if someone comes in with, you know, very, uh, very strong personality and maybe really great credentials behind them, right? Putting up good scores and think that they can overtake a program, right? right? I call that like hijacking a program, right? So, um, mm-hmm. in a sense, uh, that's a really great question. So, um, you know, there's, I have a saying with my players that, you know, you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. So we're on this bus. This bus is going, we're going to win a conference championship. We want, this is our, our, our overall goal. And, and within that, we have concepts that we're a team. Um, and anyone who doesn't want to be part of that, that team concept um, and our basic, our basic tenets of trying to be good people and hard competitors, um, then then they can go find another program, right? I know that sounds that sounds like a pretty strong statement, but I think it has to be because, especially in golf, the dynamics, and especially in a women's program, um, the dynamics are very important, right? Um, that every person on that team and program feels that they're being treated exactly the same way. Um, so that that's kind of the overall piece. Uh, what I what I also do is I treat every um, on a like a micro level I treat every player completely different. So um, the conversations that I'll have with players will be varying based on the, their personalities, their, the things that they respond to. Um, but with that all being said, you know there's a I want to individually develop each one of them and address those issues that may come up and. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're we're a program and we're a team, which ends up becoming more like a family because of all the time we spend together. Um, so, I, you know, I think he, I think once you set the the stage, and it's happened where I've had to have that conversation with an athlete and maybe suspend them from the team or 
feel like that they needed to have a, a break before they could, you know, to get their, their act together, quote-unquote, and be a good team player. Right. I think once there's some bite to that, you know, everyone kind of gets, gets the idea that this is, where, this is what Coach is looking for. This is what we want as a program. Um, and then, you know, the dynamics get actually within the program end up getting stronger. Right? Right. Players who are really team players are like, okay, coach, you know, coach has got our back. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah. And I think the one thing as a as a as a coach, um, you know, I, it's 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 it becomes very twofold. That on one hand, um, you know, I want to I want to be the support person for a lot of things that are happening for them, and whether that's academics or things that are going on with them personally even, um, and as well as their golf game. So that's the one piece. But the second piece is that we have a program to run. Um, right. And uh, we can't get away from that. Well, in, in, in golf, which typically is not uh, normally a t- considered a team sport, in this particular case it is. So you, you are, you're right, all players come and you're participating in a team, and some are going to be stronger players than others. Obviously that's just going to be – um, part of the natural selection, but yeah, the, you've got to come with with an attitude that I'm here to help the team, not here to, you know, for my just my own self interest, and and that can be very difficult, I'm sure, to balance. Cindy, go ahead. So let me ask you what you look for in a player that you're recruiting. What do you like? Do you watch them play in tournaments? Do you see what their body language is? What do you look for? Um, yeah, no, Cindy, thanks for the question, because I, I think it jumps in really with what we just talked about. I think part of the part of the key having good a good dynamic is to recruit student-athletes that are going to be compatible with what we're trying to do, right? So, um, so one of the things I, you know, one of the things that I look at, um, I talk of, I, I've watched players in tournaments, certainly body language, big piece, and how they handle themselves. Um, on the golf course, um, you know, I I I put a, a pretty good premium when I'm recruiting on kids that have grit. Um, golf, as we know, is is the only thing consistent about it is that it's inconsistent, um, right? It's it's a t- it's a it's a challenging game with lots of ups and downs, and sometimes more downs than ups. Um, and so I I'm always looking for players that um, are fighters um, and can accept that they're going to have bad days. Um, one of the things I'll be completely flatly honest, one of my big, big pet peeves is seeing players not finish tournaments um, because they're not playing. They're playing poorly. Um, I, I, I think it, it shows, um, you know, a lot about um, who they are as a player um, and that's something that it would be a complete turnoff for me. Um, obviously, being able to handle emotions on the golf course extremely important as well. Um, and interesting enough, uh, I have found that players who have played other sports, even if it's not high competitive level, tend to do really well in college golf. Um, at least in my in, in my program. So, you know, kids that um, have played other sports and have had the ability to be around a team dynamic, I think that's one of our big challenges on the collegiate level, that uh, golf is an individual sport. Um, the, a lot of players have become, it's become, they're in silos, and as they should be, right, because that's what they're training to do and playing competitive events, and it's, it's about their game and everything else. So the challenge is how do you do that? How do you take that and put that in a team dynamic? Um, and that it's it's about the t- it's it's about every individual, but it's also about the about the team. So, um, you know, I'm that's that's those are a couple of things that I'm always looking for. Um, I also really try to see if I have a good rapport with their parents. Um, you know, especially you know. I think in a lot in our in the last 10 years, um, recruiting has become a little bit different in that the parents are very, very, very involved. Um, and that, and that could be a very good thing. Um, it also could be a detrimental thing if it's not a good, 
if it's if it's not if it's not a good mix, right? If the dynamics don't mesh. Um, so that's also a place where I talk a lot um, when I'm recruiting. You know, a lot of conversations with their parents, um, as well as them as you know as young young athletes. Um, Do you allow walk-ons? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Ted, go ahead. I have a player on my. Yeah, I have a player on my team right now. It was a walk-on. It turned out to be a, a an absolute um, gem for us for a number of levels, awesome. number of reasons. So yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, Michelle, we only have a few, yeah, we only have a few minutes left, but I wanted to give you an opportunity because uh, I noticed something when I was going through uh, getting everything ready for, for this morning. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, or what you can about Golf Cave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so I, uh, Golf Cave is a um, it's really awesome um, indoor facility that uh, they're just about to open up their third location in New Jersey. Um, and uh, pretty neat that the owners—it's a family-owned business, which is fantastic. Um, they're not—they're not golfers. I mean, they're more on the computer side than um, golfers. So, um, so basically, they put together um, these indoor, indoor facilities that, to me, are second to none in regards to the technology. So, all equipped with TrackMan video equipment—really uh, awesome. So. Um, I, last year, um, the president of their of their company, um, you know, he and I had a conversation, and he asked me, you know, you know, we really feel like we need to get more women involved here. You know, the majority of our members who come in are, are guys. Um, how do we how do we get more women involved? How can we make this more um, inviting for women and families to come and use our facility? So, we. Um, we developed a program called the, the Golf Cave Women's Academy. Um, and this was right before COVID. So we offered some classes. and we, In the first set of classes, we had 40 people sign up between all four sections, which was, fanta- which was fantastic, like kind of rolling it out. Um, and uh, really the, the concept for me was to see if we could build a community of women golfers. Um, so, you know, from, you know, from, Stop to finish, you know, learning how to play the game, um, learning, you know, getting out to play, meeting people who, who, who also play, and then getting them in kind of some competitive experiences too, like to go out and play and compete against friends and, and, and that type of thing. So um, we, uh, we spent the last couple months uh, developing the program. We had a little hiatus with COVID like everything else, um, and then we rolled it back out in August. And same thing happened. You know, we have, we have now overall about 100 women involved in the program. Um, this past weekend we had a, uh, our first ever uh, golf outing for, the, for our program. We had over 20 women come out, all relatively new players. Some first learned how to play at Golf Cave in these programs. So it's been really, it's been really fun, um, and we're, uh, we're excited about it. Um, uh, it's been it's been a it's been great to see the reception that we have. It's um, it it's almost as if people were starving for it, you know, um, to kind of take yeah. it off, be more inclusive. It's been great. Right. Let me uh, let me just let the folks know real quick if they want to go and learn more about it. Um, they can go to golfcave.com. That's uh, golfcave.com, and they can learn more about it and uh, check out some of the great. Um, features uh, of that, those locations. Um, well, Michelle, we want to thank you very much for joining us this morning. Unfortunately, we've, uh, we're coming out of time here, but uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on and, and sharing uh, your thoughts and perspective uh, in this great game of golf. Hey, hey, thanks so much. I was really excited to be on today, and, um, and I appreciate the time, and, and uh, you guys stay safe, and, um, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Mich- yeah, Michelle Malaya, um, women's golf coach at Monmouth University. And I uh, also want to, again, once again, thank Karen Chung from the Symmetra Tour uh, for joining us on the first half. On behalf of Cindy Miller, I'm Ted Odorico. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. 
God bless. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week here on The Women of Golf. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for listening this morning to The Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and, of course, Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.